0: Welcome to I'm Hormonal, your source of information about women's hormone health and how to support your body naturally. I'm your host, Bridget Walton, and I'm a certified functional hormone specialist and menstrual cycle coach. I am on a mission to hold these hormone conversations with as many menstruators as possible because you deserve easier access to accurate information about what is up with your unruly menstrual cycle and with your fertility mysteries. Don't you think it's time that we figure this out once and for all? On today's show, we are going to talk about menstrual cycle awareness with Elizabeth Tidwell, a holistic menstrual cycle coach and founder of My Club Red. Have you been wondering how you can start to get in tune with your menstrual cycle without it feeling like another thing on your to do list? Are you curious about how other menstruators experience the phases of their cycle? and what they do to develop their relationship with their cycle? Well, we will cover these questions and more in our conversation, and you will finish this episode both informed and entertained. If this is your first time listening, hello there, and I am so glad that you found the pod. For those of you who have joined this conversation before, welcome back. A quick, friendly reminder that the information that we share with you today is for informational purposes only, and it shouldn't be used as a replacement for one-on-one support from a certified practitioner. That being said, if you want some more specific feedback, then check out the link in the show notes so we can connect. Without further ado, let's dive in. Okay, guys, I am so excited to have Elizabeth on the show today because she is inspiringly in tune with her body and her cycle. And when it comes to menstruality and cycle awareness, she is an absolute wealth of knowledge. Cycle awareness is foundational to understanding our hormones and our bodies. But once we know what our quote unquote normal is, From there, we can identify when there's a deviation, and that's the quantifiable side of things, but it's also just an amazing tool for us to get to know ourselves a bit deeper. This conversation today is for you if you want to know yourself better and know your cycle better. A little bit on Elizabeth, she is a holistic menstrual cycle coach who helps women and menstruators learn vital body literacy and helps facilitate a deeper relationship between menstruators and their cycles, bodies, and whole selves. She prioritizes nervous system regulation as well as personal agency, empowering her clients in a trauma-informed environment. Elizabeth is also a mom and founder of My Club Red, which is a hormone friendly period self care subscription box designed to transform menstruators' periods into a time of self nurture, radical rest, and self connecting ritual. And how amazing does that sound? You will hear us talk about a couple of things today, including what is menstrual cycle awareness and the four phases of the menstrual cycle. We'll talk about cycle tracking methods and styles and how you can practice living cyclically even if you're not currently cycling or don't currently have a period. Guys, enjoy this conversation today. I hope you love it and I will see you on the other side. Elizabeth, welcome to I'm Hormonal. I'm really excited to have a conversation with you and get to hang out with you. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit for the gang?
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, So I'm Elizabeth Tidwell. I'm a holistic menstrual cycle coach, and I help women and menstruators learn to understand the messages that their body is sending to them through especially the menstrual cycle. So I really love helping women and menstruators come into a deeper self-connection and self-awareness through menstrual cycle awareness.
0: Yeah. I love it. It's so important. Like I'm interested to hear about how you got into menstrual cycle awareness and cycle sneaking and all of the things. But um, yeah, I guess I'll just start that off by saying, I know for me, hopefully, or potentially for a lot of listeners too, it's really good to connect with ourselves and get to know our bodies and everything. So how did you get first into cycle sneaking and menstruality?
1: Yeah. Um, well, through its opposite, I was completely disconnected from my body for most of my life. Um, and I, after having a baby almost five years ago, um, I, she was about two at the time, so fast forward a little bit, and I was just kind of feeling like I was missing out on something. And life was going by really fast with a little kid. and at the time I had an IUD and so I didn't have a cycle at all. And I just felt like the world was going by and I was kind of static. Mm-hmm. So um, I was looking, I was looking for something and I didn't really know what. So <laughs> thankfully, serendipitously, I overheard a friend, um, recommend to somebody else the book Wild Power by Alexander Pope and Shawnee Hugo Wurlitzer. And that's the first time that I had heard, I immediately picked up the book because I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And um, that was the first time i had heard anything really positive at all being said about the menstrual cycle. Yeah. Really anything about how it's full of insight. It's full. It's a great tool. It's offering us so much if we listen and learn from it. And that was a huge message to me that I was, co- it was a completely foreign message. Um, just like how I was raised, the lifestyle, the like layers of culture I was in at that just mostly my body, my relationship with my body prior to that had mostly been like as something to control, right? And something to, to like, yeah, get it to work the way that I wanted to so I could do what I wanted in spite of my body. Um, yeah, so that was that was the very first introduction. And I I read that book. And I immediately was like, Okay, this is gonna change so much about my life. And I, yeah, I really wanted to learn more. So um, they have a training that happened to be open at that time. They only run it once a year. It's the menstruality leadership program. Wild power. Uh huh. Yeah, through the red school. So I Like I just happened to read the book during the window that the training was open for enrollment. And Mm -hmm. so I signed up like the day before the cutoff for that year's training and it just kind of has snowballed from there. And it's been really great because I knew immediately that it was going to make a huge difference for me. And I super wanted to like help spread the like empowerment and awesomeness that is menstrual cycle awareness.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe if this sounds good to you, why don't we start off by talking about like, what is menstrual cycle awareness? What is cycles thinking? How do they relate to each other? Or what are they just for people who don't have that insight yet? Like, we'll just start from the basics kind of. So, so yeah, with that, what for you, like, what does menstrual cycle awareness mean for you?
1: Yeah, I think at its very basic Menstrual cycle awareness is the knowledge and awareness that our menstrual cycle is always relevant in pretty much every single day of our lives as cyclical beings and in pretty much every situation that we encounter every single day. And that was, again, like so foreign to me because we, t- we typically, if we don't know that, we think of the only time our period's relevant, I mean, our cycle's relevant is on our period and then we can ignore it the rest of the month. Yeah. Um, so that really basic awareness that your menstrual cycle has distinct phases that have distinct hormonal patterns and fluctuations that really play into how we show up and experience life every single day, which differs from day to day over that
0: cycle. It is so crazy sometimes, like the shift, uh, which you know is natural to some degree, but I, I mean to say the shift in mindset from like maybe just I mean, at least for me when I was younger, and it's like, oh, I don't want to have a period. I mm-hmm. like let's like cancel periods, which mm-hmm. control or other methods, you know, you're like, all right, see ya, never, hopefully. But then <laughs> yeah, actually realizing like, just like what you said, and I kind of the same thing too, where I'm like, oh, actually maybe this is important for me and for my health and like knowing who I am. And um anyway, just like what you said, getting back to what is menstrual cycle awareness. To me too, that means just being aware of my body, how it's changing, how my mind is changing, how my needs are changing throughout the cycle. And instead of like trying to one-up it, like trying to win over it, mm-hmm. it's just actually like working with all of those changes
1: yes yes
0: our experience or you know so we all can
1: yeah it's like changing the the playing board like that we're that we're coming from like it changes the game entirely to our relationship with our body and our relationship with how we naturally are I think like it is like a whole different frame of reference a whole different foundation that absolutely has huge impacts instead of constantly being, I don't know, at war with our body in denial of our body, ignoring our body, denigrating our body. It's like, oh, actually, it is really (laughs) helpful. It is really helpful for me to know what's going on with my body and know that it's also like really helping me out. Like it is helping me serve my needs so much better when I'm aware of what my body's needs are that helps keep me in line with like, i don't know my my deepest access to self-care and self-compassion
0: so you mentioned that i guess 3 years ago is when you started um like being interested in looking into menstrual cycle awareness and like talk us through what that looked like for you 3 years ago and kind of how that's shifted and like where where you're at today maybe we can go that direction
1: yeah so 3 years ago like i said i did have an iud in and it took me a couple months to like really be like, okay, I want to take the plunge and, and remove the IUD. It felt like a big, a big step. So for like, I like to give that it's day in the sun to just like acknowledge that getting off of some form of hormonal birth control, especially in our culture, that's like, this is the only safe way to not get pregnant, the only reliable way to not get pregnant. And it's so ubiquitous, like recognizing that that decision is big and it can take time yeah and it can be really scary and that is that is okay because we haven't been taught anything else and like it is it is stepping into trust with your body instead of control over your body and that's a big deal so it took me a few months and then when I felt like I was ready I got my IUD out and um, started yeah started tracking started knowing what starting to pay attention to how each of the inner seasons felt for me the cycle phases and um, I've over the past few years I've tried lots of different methods of what works best for me and now um, I'm a big I like data like I like knowledge I like rituals I like routines so at first I was pretty much like oh I have to track these things every single day and now that I've been doing it for a lot longer, I, it can be more fluid for me because I have such a deeper felt sense of where I am in my cycle. Yeah. I always know where I am, even if I've tracked the day before the week before or whatever, like writing it down or whatever. So that is something really beautiful that's come to is like, I now have like such a stronger connection to that cycle and where I am my own internal clock, that it doesn't have to be another thing that I like, you know, force myself to do or like view as a chore. It really is just something that's adding a layer of confirmation to what I'm already sensing in my
0: experience. So yeah. I love it. Maybe we should talk about, uh, like, what are the different phases? Like, I've had an episode on this before, or for anybody who hasn't listened to it, you can go back to episode number two, which is an intro to cycle syncing. But uh, for people who are new to cycle syncing, maybe we can just run through the four different phases and kind of what goes along with that. Yeah,
1: so day one of your cycle is always the first day, first full flow day of your period. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is your inner winter, that beginning of your cycle. Um, inner winter, your hormones are at their lowest. So yeah, you're feeling real low. I think we're all pretty familiar with how we feel on our period. We, we can recognize that, that we feel low and slow and need rest. Um, and again, that co- coincides with outer winter. What's going on seasonally in, in nature is everything's in hibernation, right? So that's what's going on for us as well. And then after your period, you move into inner spring, so that is when your estrogen is on the rise, and you're starting to feel more energy. You're starting to feel more social. You're starting to feel more creative. Whatever it is for you, like this, this feeling of rising, right, uh, emergence is kind of how inner spring, um, with that rise of estrogen, can feel. And then after that phase is the ovulatory phase which is when your estrogen is at its peak and this i always love to say as um Maisie hill said in her book period power is estrogen is the beyonce hormone so when you are in ovulation phase you are in your beyonce phase your beyonce mode so with that you feel better you look better you have more energy you've got more creativity productivity generosity like this is superwoman week and it feels Really great. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, but, is that inner summer, right? Inner summer, yes. Again, so we think about what's going on in summertime. Everybody's out and about, everybody's going on vacations, everybody's posting a million pictures, everybody's doing adventurous things and achieving a ton and, and long days with the sun up early in the morning and late at night. We're filling our days. So that's what's that's kind of what's echoed in our bodies and in our own inner summer. And then you move into the luteal phase, which is marked by dropping estrogen and rising progesterone and progesterone shifts our focus more inward Mm -hmm. so that we're more discerning and less risk-taking we are more protecting of ourselves and our bodies and our time um, and our energy we have less of that available than we did as estrogen was rising progesterone is asking us to slow down and shift into a lower gear and again this is the inner autumn so you are like outer autumn preparing for winter. So we're getting ready to retreat. We have less um, availability. We also I like to call this the no bullshit phase. We just have less time and energy for other people's crap. and we will like we'll say it like it is way more in this phase because it's really heightened like discernment in this phase and clarity that I really value the insights that I get in the the inner autumn phase because um, it can see through a whole bunch of stuff that in the first half of my cycle, I've kind of got like rose colored glasses on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and then and then of course you come right back, the cycle completes as you near your period again and go right back into your inner winter. So that's very brief overview of what's happening hormonally, seasonally and um, cyclically.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that hits all the marks though, right? Because it's, the or the main takeaway, I think for listeners should be that through each of the four phases of your cycle, there are distinct uh, distinct and different hormonal landscapes, I guess. So mm-hmm. whether it's the ratio of hormone A to hormone B or whatever else, it's just four distinct and different um, hormonal situations there. And based on those levels, that will influence how you feel or what you're interested in or not interested in. And so being aware of how those changes go and what you maybe more likely to experience at one time or another then that's kind of how you can use that information to apply it to your day yes. to day week
1: yeah absolutely and it might feel really uh, foreign at first because again we ha- we haven't been taught this most of us <laughs> like and we've all been experiencing the world on a 24 hour cycle the male hormonal pattern is 24 hours. And that's like the cultural priority, right? So we're used to expecting ourselves to show up every single day the same way, because that's just what we expect of ourselves. That's what we've been taught to expect of ourselves. But that works for the male hormonal pattern doesn't work for the female hormonal hormonal pattern. Because if you're on, you know, day seven of your cycle, you're going to feel entirely different than day 19 of your cycle. And you're coming to the situations that arise that day, with a completely different like hormonal ally on your side. So yeah, like this is life-changing stuff.
0: I think about that sort of stuff all the time when I like think about when I was in the military and well, when I was in the military for most of the time I was using hormonal birth control. So I wasn't cycling regularly anyway, but regardless for like all the gals who are in the military and like, you know, when you have to run your fitness tests, which in a lot of situations could, or does have a direct impact on your promotion or Mm -hmm. eligibility for promotion or other, whatever, XYZ. Um, But you know, like how much better of a performance could you have if you just maybe know, oh, I'm gonna have more energy at X or Y time of the month. So, well, hopefully we can share that information with the folks here. Yes, (laughs) yes. Make those tweaks, right? That's exactly what, what this is all about. What sort of tracking method do you use today? Do you want to, like, what do you like um, as far as just staying in tune with, like, okay, what day am I on? Where are we at? What should I be considering? I'm actually shifting right now as we speak. I just got a new,
1: it's called the cycles journal. So I just switched into that one. Um, But the basics are always pretty much going to be the same, regardless of what system I have used in the past or what system anybody else uses. Basically, you always want to know what cycle day it is. Mm -hmm. So again, cycle day one is the first day of your period. And then you just count up until you reach the first day of your period again. So you always want to know what cycle day and um, basically how you feel in a few categories that are important to you. So for me, I like to track how I'm feeling physically, any sort of symptoms or physical experiences. Um, I also like to track how I'm feeling mentally, emotionally, emotionally how spiritually connected I am, how relationally I'm interacting with others, including like my family, but also just like the public, I guess, like just (laughs) in general, socially. Yeah. Um, and I also do things like, um, I, I started adding fertility awareness, like biomarkers in as well. So it's just like this other additional layer beyond the felt sense of, like, what season I'm in. So, yeah, those are the very basics. I also really, one thing that makes this different from, like, just journaling about what happened in your day is I also really like to note what desires I had, even if they didn't come to fruition. So, if it's like, oh, I really, really, really wanted to um, take five hours and go through my taxes because I was feeling, like, really tuned into details and, like, really into like finish it mode. But I didn't do that because I'm a mom and I don't have like five hours to just devote yeah. to
0: silent tax time. I don't know. That's on my mind right now. <laughs> um I think you're yeah. the only human who's thinking about taxes <laughs> on the holidays. But I love that I know this about you. But I know what you mean. I think I've never heard of that before actually as a part of a psychosyncing practice. But that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, what do you feel inclined to do? Like, what? Mm-hmm. seems Attractive to you and appealing to you because that can be good information for you know maybe next month Elizabeth yeah. will be time for those taxes so if only <laughs> so, yeah uh, it's it's like my- this idea that.
1: To me, the whole tracking of what your desires are, even if they didn't happen in real life, that to me is like the truest expression of what I'm naturally feeling in that phase. Because life happens to all of us. And so it's like whether I wanted a nap today, but I didn't get one, like my body was calling for a nap and we all live in an external world, right? So to me, the desires and the holes that I experience, even if they didn't happen, Are what's happening internally for me that is way more insightful than just tracking what I did do only, right?
0: So, do you like each night before you go to bed, you write in your journal? Do you do it in the morning? Like, what does that look like for a kind of practical note for you?
1: Yeah, uh, for me, it's before bed. I like it; just takes a couple minutes, and it's kind of a reflection. Um, I also, I think the best way that I like to do it is a quick check-in in in the morning just to see what day it is now, right? Instead of having yesterday on my mind because I did it the last thing at night. So it's kind of, it's kind of both, but mostly the recording happens at the end of the day. But also again, since it's such a felt experience that I just kind of have that knowledge in the back of my mind all the time. Yeah.
0: yeah. For me, I'm like, I've tried to do journaling at night before I go to sleep. Like I would love to be the type of person who journals each night before I put my head on my pillow, but um, it never happens. <laughs> it never happens, so yeah. maybe someday I'll be better. But for me, what I like to do, um, just to stay aware of like where I'm at in my cycle, is I use um, a cycle tracking app. I use Flow, although, of course, there's a lot of other great apps out there that people can investigate. Um, so through that app, I will... You know, at whatever time of day I kind of remember or am experiencing a symptom, I guess, I'll put in those things like, yeah, like, do I have um, cramps or backache or acne? I'll record information about my cervical mucus or, and I track my temperature every day. So in the mornings, you know, when I wake up, I upload or download my temperature to the app. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I'm on day, you know, 10. That's what I like to, because there's no, I can't be consistent about it. So, and, oh, yeah, I what I was going to say, cause you mentioned earlier just about the data note and like being able to pull data. And I love that. You can't, there's not so much of that felt sense of things like you were saying, but um, at least for, for the data quantifiable side of things, I think mm-hmm. that apps are really good resources like that.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I like, I, I, I kind of am A person that has multiple systems at once because it's like honestly I would love to design my own cycle tracker because I sometimes end up like I've tried so many things and I end up using two notebooks or whatever and an app and it's like oh I would like so many things but I'm (laughs) that's the beauty of it is we just get to figure out what works for us there is no wrong way to start tracking your cycle. It's just like, like you were saying, this works for me. I never can do it at night. That's totally fine. There is no wrong way. It's just whatever helps you learn your cycle is the best way for you right now. And it might change in the future. And that's totally fine. And you might, you know, um, like me have multiple methods going at one time. And that's fine. Cause like, I, I do like to have Um, I have the Agenda Period app, which is syncing to my Google Calendar. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of forecast um, where I might be in my phases uh, as I'm, like, planning my schedule, right? So that's, like, super helpful, which I can't do nearly as efficiently with my just journal, right? My, My paper journal. So, yeah, there's so many options. And the best way is just to jump into one, see if it works for you, tweak it however you need. Whether it's time of day or type of, you know, journal or method, it's whatever
0: works for you
1: to figure out what your cycle is is the best way.
0: Um, for folks who want to get into cycle syncing or you know, at this point, just being aware of their cycle, I guess mm-hmm. it's for cycle awareness. Um, do you want to give us just like the top handful of um, topics or things for them to be aware of and and make note of in whatever app journal wherever else that they might want to record that
1: yeah so again cycle day emotional physical mental and then honestly from there you can add or subtract whatever you want so biomarkers or um spirituality relationality sexual activity whatever how much you like your own like goals tracking it really the ba- the very basics though should be I think cycle day which you can like overtly notice too if you want to add in the seasons you could add your inner season and then how you're feeling physically mentally emotionally and desires I think what you would have liked those are my main categories
0: okay sweet so a good practice, I'll put maybe those couple of things in the show notes too, just so that again, for people who are starting out, they can say, okay, I'm going to spend the next you know cycle or two cycles just before I go to sleep at night or whatever, writing down a couple of words under each of those topics yeah. and get to notice because menstrual cycle awareness is kind of the first thing mm-hmm. or as you get into cycle thinking.
1: I always like to note that if you're coming to this conversation and you are on hormonal birth control of any form or for any reason don't have a cycle, so hysterectomy, pregnant, um, hormonal birth, birth control, so you don't actually have currently that natural pattern of rise and fall of estrogen, rise and fall of progesterone um, like we see in a typical menstrual cycle, I always like to say that you can start now. You don't... Because the skill that we're working on is self-awareness and the habit of, of checking in with your body. So whatever your situation is, you can just do that, right? You can just mark these categories. Um, or you could also, if you don't want to use or for some reason can't use your own menstrual cycle, you can also utilize the moon cycle um, as your about 28 to 29 day cycle. And the energies of the moon can. Um, kind of reflect the energies of new moon, which is when the moon is absent from the sky is also correlating to you, your inner winter because everything is dark and quiet and inward focus. And then it moves through um, the the first quarter moon, you're feeling that inner spring, and then you move to ovulation, which is the full moon. And then so the cycle goes like that. So if you want to like your postmenopausal, you don't have a cycle anymore, or whatever reason it is, you can also live in tune with cycles, um, whether that's your own menstrual cycle, if you have access to that or not. I always like to mention that because a lot of people come to a conversation like this and they're like, well, this doesn't apply to me because I'm on hormonal birth control, or this doesn't apply to me because I had a hysterectomy or whatever. And um, sure, you- your hormonal landscape is for sure different. However, the skill of menstrual cycle awareness, the skill of cyclical awareness, we still are in cyclical bodies, whether we are currently having a normal hormonal pattern with a menstrual cycle or not. Like our default in the bodies that we have is not the 24 hour. It's never going to be that 24 hour pattern. It's always going to be more at home and comfortable in that longer cycle. So if you want to or you're interested in, utilizing that moon cycle, that's going to feel more like a menstrual cycle than again, trying to force yourself into this 24 hour rhythm as well. So I always like to really mention that it's before people tune out of this conversation that yes, it absolutely can apply to you. And you can gain a lot of benefit from checking in with yourself in a cyclical way, whether that's your menstrual cycle or or an external cycle like the moon.
0: Yeah. I really love the way you said that our bodies are cyclical. And I think too, just one other, I guess, maybe group that I thought of is for, for menstruators who are like trying to get their cycle back, mm-hmm. you know, um, and who are like working on, you know, supporting their hormone health, that that can be a good practice too. It's just kind of yes. refreshing, isn't it? To like going from more masculine, like 24 hour cycles to having the whole, you know, 28 or, you know, plus or minus day cycle. And like, Hey, I don't have to be the same yeah. <laughs> every day. I'm not yeah. the same day. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Not- we're going to do this. And, um, I mean, we've touched on it as a, as a self-care practice, like just slightly, but I think that's really, I mean, this is like just another form of, of self-care and getting to actually listen to your body and help. Yes. Honor what your body's asking for.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. A lot of people with irregular cycles too, They've done studies that like the act of tracking your cycle can actually influence the regularity of your cycle. So if you have a super irregular cycle, some are short, some are long, some skip, um, just starting this practice of tuning into your body every day and tracking what day you're on actually can help regulate it by itself. Like this, adding this really cool component of just like taking time to be with your body where it's at, is at, has this regula- regulatory effect, which I think is so incredible because our bodies are vastly cool <laughs> and powerful. <laughs> and like, I don't know, for me personally, this journey of menstrual cycle awareness has been such a huge... Um, self connection, self awareness journey because like like we talked about at the very beginning, I just was so used to ignoring my body. So we see that I don't know. As soon as our bodies, we start to build this relationship with them where we're listening. For a lot of us, for the first time ever, that actually we find that our bodies were you know having symptoms, a certain symptom or irregularity to get our attention right? So that when we do start tracking some of these things, honestly, kind of magically dissipate. For me, I had super, super, super painful periods, like knocked flat on the floor for a couple days, missing classes, couldn't do anything, that kind of thing. And when I just came into this, this awareness of I can just like ask my body what it needs, and it'll tell me, and I could just like pay attention to what messages my body's giving me every day. I, I, my period pain is virtually gone. Yeah. And I, it's not like I did anything extreme. It's really just this awareness and connection and this shift in relationship to my own body. Um, so I always like to throw that out there too, that like really wild and big things can happen. Cause a lot of the time the things that are quote unquote going wrong in our cycles are mostly our body trying to get our attention and say listen i need you to to pay attention and then i can tell you what you know what thing needs to be addressed in your life to to resolve this you know this symptom or whatever
0: i think that's really fascinating the the intersection of like these things that are more quantifiable that we've mm-hmm. been talking about because you know my my brain is like yeah quantifiable we can like add water, add seeds, subtract stress. And like, then we have less painful periods, but there is this whole other side of, you know, the mind body connection and stress and those things that we can't quantify, but that certainly have impacts on our cycle. And so, yeah, I think that's really fascinating for people, for me to explore and hopefully for other, other folks out there listening to start exploring. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think this has been a good conversation on like what is menstrual cycle awareness? I know we're gonna have another conversation on menstrual cycle syncing specifically. We'll talk more practical about like what do you do? What do I do? Like, what are some tips from cycle design or phase to phase to phase to phase? But I think I think we're ready to wrap it up here for the day. Do you have any like final thoughts about cycle syncing or menstrual cycle awareness that you want to leave us with for this for this conversation? Honestly, the I feel
1: like it is the best gift that you can give yourself. It has huge long-term impact and it's like the quickest daily check-in ever. Like for how little we put in every day, it pays massive dividends. So this is by far, to me, the best gift you can give yourself. So wherever you are, whatever your situation is, whatever your awareness prior to this conversation, just start and it can be as simple as you need it to be with your life right now and your knowledge right now, just start. And that is as much, uh, that will already start having such a huge positive impact on your life.
0: The juice is definitely worth the squeeze. That's for sure. Amen. (laughs) Just a quick rundown of how listeners can connect with you.
1: Yeah. So again, I'm Elizabeth Tidwell. My website is MyClubRed. You can also connect with me on Instagram at MyClubRed.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth, for the great conversation today. Listeners, you can check out the show notes for links so you can connect with Elizabeth and learn more about her business. I have a cycle syncing guidebook myself that you can get for free with, as always, the link in the show notes. And if you loved this conversation, then you'll be happy to hear that Elizabeth will be back with us next week for a deeper conversation on the four seasons of the cycle. So stay tuned for that. If you found value in this episode today, please send this episode to someone who you know would love it as well. Don't forget to subscribe and rate or review the podcast. I am so grateful for you listening and especially for those of you who have made it all the way to the end here. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see you here next week and we'll talk to you soon.